Welcome to Everything is Television, our podcast on television. Barely. Yeah. Television in this right. case. The wheels are coming off. They're off. We are going to uh, wrap up the 112263 miniseries on Hulu. I am Justin Blizzard. I'm Keith Krepko. We are Sans Chris Summers tonight and possibly forever. Thanks to this show. 112263 might have killed Chris Summers. I want to thank the makers of the show for ruining <laughs> a good friendship. So in our last episode, we resolved to not come back to the finale if nothing if the show wasn't worth talking about until then. Uh, obviously, we deemed it was not worth talking about, so here we are after the finale. So we missed three episodes, or we have not talked about three episodes. Happy birthday, Lee Harvey Oswald, Ugh. of which I took no notes whatsoever because I was... Just I, happy to get through it. Right. Even though a lot of stuff happened, I think that was the episode that Bill was committed to the mental hospital... Mm, I thought that was the last episode. Not not the finale, but I thought that was the penultimate. I'm not sure. Because that, that's when Bill was at the birthday party. He's like, I love Oswald. Right. I love everyone. I love the whole Oswald family. And I hate you. And I'll shoot you. <laughs> I'll shoot the president. And then that's when James Franco's goes like, second shooter. Second shooter. He just sees them <laughs> sitting together. He's like, second shooter. <laughs> so stupid. Um, the episode following that is called Soldier Boy. Uh, I have a couple things written down for Soldier Boy. I have a handful of things written down for Soldier Boy. Okay. First one. Something I noticed while watching. Oh, this is something I noticed while watching. <laughs> that the episodes are actually listed on Hulu. Now, after this is something I noticed while watching this one. After having watched the finale, it feels like it's over to me. But having, but while I was watching this, I saw that the episodes are titled "Season One" and then the name of the episode. And I'm thinking, like, miniseries don't have seasons, do they? Right? It just seems weird that they would title it "Season One," right? If there isn't going to be more than one season. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? Your comment just reminded me of, I was um, listening to The Best Show and Tom Sharpling was talking about watching Batman vs. Superman. Uh-huh. And at one point, looking down at a rapper on the floor <laughs> to help keep himself awake. Yeah. And that is exactly how I feel about this show. Like, of course, the first thing note you write is about something that you notice that doesn't really pertain. Like, you, I thought you could have said, you know what I noticed? There's a, there's a crack in my floor right at the base <laughs> yeah. of where my TV stands. Yeah. And so, I would be like, yep. So this, so, this is the, so this episode opens after James Franco gets the crap beat out of him. And he gets the, oh, the memory beat out of him, basically. And it opens. And the one thing I took a note about, and I'm sure you noticed this as well. Apparently, he's having like a, a dream slash nightmare where he's back in reality he's back in current day present day and and uh jfk has been assassinated and first of all say this we already know what the reality is of jfk not being assassinated so there's no reason why he should be in this nightmare and everything has changed 
because we know what the reality is. Secondly, stuff has changed. The most prominent of which is that Anderson Cooper is straight. <laughs> Did you notice that? I didn't notice. He's giving a news broadcast and he starts talking about his girlfriend. <laughs> Just as like, who? Why is that in there? <laughs> Because it shows the butterfly effect, Justin. (laughs) And I was like, I thought Jake thought that he has screwed up so badly that he turned Anderson Cooper straight. Straight. Or that somehow something he did in 1963 (laughs) has affected Anderson Cooper's sexuality. (laughs) Um, Then the next thing I have written down, Mimi's dead. Unceremoniously. Gone. Bill's dead. Ceremoniously, I guess. With a bent leg. Um, and then the next thing I've written down is why is, and, and this is, seeing this now, this guy's not even in the last episode. Why is the, nose, why is the principal always around? He is everywhere mm-hmm. in this episode. He's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. He's dancing with Sadie at their house for some reason. Like, why is this guy always around? What a creep. Uh, Mimi's dead. He, he has no one. Here's here's the problem oh, I had true. with the episode. I didn't even write any notes, but I remember this. They go to get Bill out of the mental institution and immediately lay into him. Immediately. Yeah. Uh, everything is real that you've been told was wrong. Yeah. Don't you think that's a little quick on the unravel there, guys? <laughs> Can you take him out to lunch first mm-hmm. and kind of <laughs> ease him into this new reality? Of course he's going to jump out the window. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did anybody try on the show? Did anybody yeah. try? Um, it's like street ball. It's like watching a bunch of NBA players get on the court and just be like, hey, we're going street ball tonight. We're not going to run plays. You know, we're not it's, gonna like, play it's like watching college basketball. <clears throat> That's what it's like. Okay. You're watching a boring... That's kind of, Amateurish uh, imitation of the real thing. That's a, that's a low blow, but point taken. It's like watching the Harlem Globetrotters when they don't want to do any of their known <laughs> tricks. They're just like, you know what? We kind of want to see what happens if we actually try to play a little bit legitimately. Okay, so the episode ends with them parking on the street, and then somehow Sadie morphs into the yellow card man. So I had written down, who is the yellow card man? How is he... Also time traveling. How is he also like a shapeshifter? Who is he? In the show, he's a man stuck in time. That, so that's what I got from the last episode. Mm-hmm. It appears that he is also a Jake Ambrosino-esque character. To where he's traveling back in time to save something. Save his daughter. But it always ends the same way. Here's the thing that I couldn't get. He can't save his, wa- his, his daughter from drowning in a pool, Jake can stop JFK from being assassinated. <laughs> well, yeah, I think he's just his, a really bad... Well, his, point, <laughs> his point is that she dies anyways. His point is that right. he can come back and save Sadie from her husband or save her from Lee Harvey Oswald, but she'll still die eventually, somehow, because he came back. That's his point, I guess. Mm. Which... How he knows that. Uh, forget all that. How does he get in the freaking car? Like, where does Sadie go during that? Right. Um, who is he in the book? Do you remember? I don't remember, but, he, but he's not like he is in the show. Okay. 
Last thing I had written down about this episode, after it ended, I wrote down, I still have no idea why Lee Harvey Oswald wants to kill JFK. Neither does Lee Harvey Oswald. Okay. Last episode, the finale, the day in question. First thing I wrote down. James Franco sprints halfway across Dallas wearing a hat. And yet, as soon as he gets inside and shuffles up some stairs, his hat flies off. I thought that was that too. (laughs) I looked in the background when he was running up the stairs to see if the hat was there because I was like, it should be right in the door and it was gone. Yeah. What are they doing with the hat? Is that the past? Yeah. Is the past just like a bully now? Well, no, no. I love that the past kind of basically resigned itself to tripping him. Right. It's like three differing characters like trip him. But here's here's the thing that drove me crazy about that. They get asked to leave from around the book depository. Mm-hmm. So what does Jake say when he pulls into the alley? We need to stay close. Mm-hmm. He's in Fort Worth, apparently. <laughs> apparently, he drove 45 minutes to Fort Worth and parked in an alley there. Because mm-hmm. he did not stay close <laughs> at all. And then I also love how this man, whose plan is basically, oh, I'll kill him, how you get away. Listen, I don't want to think about all your questions, okay? Let's just kill this guy or yeah. whatever, right? He's not a planner. All of a sudden, this final episode, he's like, this road shouldn't be closed off. It's like, when did, when did you do that plan, <laughs> Einstein? I didn't see you pulling out any maps yeah. and kind of memorizing Yeah, streets. and this is a guy last week who had no idea who he was. <laughs> who he was. And now he knows this book depository is supposed to be open. He knows Earl's name. Yeah. He, he knows at the he end. He knows his testimony in court. He knows this. Te- he knows that he's like, your boss is going to come in here and tell you to burn it. <laughs> and then the guy comes in and he whispers. You see him, burn it. Um, we got a letter. Is this guy looking at me? Did tell him not to look at me. We got a letter. Burn it. What is going on? Yeah. Sorry, go on with your, yeah. with your list. Uh, why does Lee Harvey Oswald, something else I wrote down. Before the big, after all the tripping occurs, but before that big car wreck, was that, and this still applies, because after the car wreck, the past does nothing. It, that was it. The past yeah. had one good car wreck, so and then they're sleeping. It, it seems like the past could really care less what Jake does. It really doesn't care. It gave the other guy cancer, <laughs> and for Jake, it's like, yeah. you know, these yeah. people are I mean, so he, driven He runs into there. a big locked fire door. You just keep it locked. Problem but, solved. But you can pry it open. Right. Well, is the past on the other side, like holding the door and kind of like, <laughs> oh no, they're getting in. It can't keep it shut. Um, why does Lee Harvey Oswald whisper sharpshooter to himself right before he's about to shoot the president? Is he like pumping himself up? People get pumped up different ways, man. <laughs> Every time I, uh, I, I sign my signature, um, I say sharpshooter. Yeah. It works. So this is something I talked very briefly about, and we just recorded a podcast with the best of three guys. And I guess this was afterwards. This wasn't even during the recording. But we were talking a little bit about the book, 11-22-63, and what was in the book. And so, so I wrote down, and a lot of stuff has happened in between this note and my last note. So at this point, we're in the sewers, apparently, with Harry. And first of all, I love that 
Jake comes out of the diner and it's still smoking. Like it had literally just been blown up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he comes out of the diner, (laughs) finds Harry, takes him to the sewer. And then there's this completely busted, incomprehensible explanation of what has happened and gone on. So my question or my, my, my note was I need an explanation as to what Kennedy did. Because the way the show makes it out is basically he stayed president and was such a terrible president that at some point he opened up like pseudo concentration camps inside of America. Well, what I think the show is trying to say was maybe that he pushed racial reconciliation Mm -hmm. too quickly which well, then, I think that's what the book is saying. I don't think any of that's in the show. Well, no, no. Well, that, that's what the show, because in the show, they're like, uh, Harry, Henry, Harry, Harry, Harry's like, George Wallace was elected. Right. And like, you'd only elect George Wallace if you were a racist. Right. So what I guess they were saying was JFK was a civil rights advocate who pushed the country too fast, too far. George Wallace um, started these horrible policies, and then JFK tried to set up camps to help people. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, Harry was like, it was good. It was a good thing because they were rounding us all up because we were poor or whatever, you know? Yeah. But it's an incomprehensible, I, I don't know. It's, it's basically like, what's, what's the worst thing that could happen? If JFK stayed president, multiply that by two. That's what happened. It doesn't make any sense. It makes literally no well, sense. Well, and, and that's what I was. So I was telling you about, I was looking at the comments on Reddit, which I want to share with you because I understand that as two people who really dislike this show, us voicing an opinion on it at this point, if even watching it to this point, we are in a very small minority. Right. No one liked the show, right? No, the people on the subreddit love it. Shut up. So those are the comments I want to share with you (sighs) in a second. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, but but at that point, that's what that subreddit is for. Like nobody wants a jerk who hated the show sticking around for eight episodes and then going to the subreddit and be like, this thing sucks. Blah blah blah. Right, okay. Anyways. Um, but I was, so I was looking through those comments to see what people were saying. And some guy was like, Hey, I just finished, I just finished the book recently. Someone was asking about what happened. Basically the same question I was asking, what happened with Kennedy? Someone was like, Hey, I just finished the show. Here's a brief summary of what goes on in the book. And then it goes on to like, uh, whatever the opposite of brief summary is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just like scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. It's like August, so-and-so, 1973, this happens. October, so-and-so, 1984, this happens. And just as like, I cannot believe Stephen King. Like, I mean, I guess that's the point of a book. And that's the point of the story is then being able to take. And it would be unfulfilling if it just happened and he didn't extrapolate on it. But being able to take this event now suddenly not happening, how does that affect everything? And thinking about it, yes, it does seem very drastic. It's obviously not realistic 
But right. is that what you would want from a Stephen King book to get this sort of like, yeah, really? he yeah. wasn't assassinated and more or less everything stayed the same. He had a bunch of affairs. Yeah. He got impeached and then history moved on. So I was actually impressed by that. But it, it but it, and it does do uh, um a good and that's that timeline does do a good job of explaining why he mm-hmm. comes to present time in Lisbon, Maine and is completely destroyed. The book is good. The yeah. book is really good. So let's talk about the ending then, because you liked the book. Yeah. You liked the ending. From what I understand, the of ending of the show of from what I understand, the ending of the book is the same as the ending of the movie or the, the show. It could be. And I don't like the ending of the show. Okay. This is the thing. That relationship does become central in the book, mm-hmm. but in a way where you live with these people. Mm-hmm. There are multiple resets that, you know, so in the end you get, there's a lot packed into those final pages mm-hmm. in the show. You get James Franco, who I don't think understands his motivation ends up looking really creepy at the end there <laughs> and not really pulling off any of his, lines are supposed he's to not charming at all he's not charming yeah he is just i kept i kept thinking if i was this old lady at what point would i start fearing for my life right and it would be pretty quickly right i kept thinking at what point does she just go that's these are kind of weird questions exactly this is a little weird you're an un, you're making me uncomfortable <laughs> who are you yeah get away um so this was my major issue with the ending is I feel like it I feel like the the I feel like of the endings they could have gone with even so with the book it is the most uninteresting and least conversation worthy ending. The mm-hmm. ending is basically Everything happens for a reason. It's happened this way for a reason. It's just everything is goes back to normal, more or less. Which I think in the grand scheme of things, when you're looking at uh, this, the, the, when you've read a, that big of a book and you followed a character through that actual journey, I can see how that would still be a satisfying ending. I don't think it works for the show at all. Right. But I do still think in terms of like uh, talking about it afterwards, there's not much to talk about. Right. And which is something that I feel like Stephen King is really good at. So, and what it made me think of was the ending of storm of the century where they have to, the father has to decide, is he going to sacrifice everyone's kids or is he going to give up his kid? Mm-hmm. Not only that, it then ends with him actually seeing his grown-up kid with this guy like walking down the side. And I, that still has stuck with me to this day. Right. Like, that's very affecting. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that was affecting to me as a 15-year-old or however it was when I saw mm-hmm. that. Or the ending of The Mist where it's like, yeah. what do you do in this situation? Is it the right decision? That ending may be a little sadistic, but, you know, it still was more interesting. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that King has always been good at. And I feel like there are a bunch of other possibilities for way more interesting endings. For example, 
the idea that uh, Jake stops the assassin assassination. Maybe it does fix everything, and the present day is great or better than it is. But he's still fingered as the attempted assassin of JFK and put in prison for life. Yeah, maybe that's not doesn't make as interesting of a TV show, but it's more of a conundrum than the way it does end. Or, um, or. <laughs> Maybe maybe just a little bit more time spent with the sort of looping thing, because he does he goes back once, and the yellow card guy's like, "Hey, don't do this," and then he's just like, "All right, I won't do it." You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like he gives up on that dream pretty oh, quickly, really quickly. <laughs> um. So there's there's another one, but I can't really think of it now. But I was just I was pretty disappointed with the end amongst other things. Right. No, I, it it didn't hold any water for me, not only because the characters weren't well-defined. I thought both of the leads by the end were bad. They were just not, and maybe who, who's to say who's to blame. I can't imagine having to act off of James Franco with what he was doing in that show. So maybe she's a good actress. But man, she did not do a good job either. And Franco just came off the whole show as smarmy. He was bad. He was bad. Okay, let me read you these comments. And the this is nothing more than two jerks two ragging on other people. That's all this is right now. Can, can we have a safe word in case this gets out of hand where you can stop? <laughs> No, oh, the safe. Don't worry, I've saved the the best one for last. Okay, first one. Great ending. Definitely had tears flowing down my face. Reply. I tried not to cry, but the tears flowed down my cheeks regardless. Another reply. Too many feels. Uh, sad face. Emoticon. With a Z. No. Okay. A lot of periods though. Are they CGI? Someone replies. I guess. One of the tears of CGI. And then that guy's a hater, I guess. Then somebody replies, Uh, for me, yes. CGI equals caring, genuine impressions. (laughs) (laughs) These are are 13-year-old kids. I don't know. Okay, next one. Speaking of, can we just take a second to acknowledge what great acting Franco did in this episode? It was really nice to see. I think he has been super throughout all episodes, but this last one was something else. Reply, he's got a great smile, completely softens his face, and puts twinkles in his eyes. He didn't use it often, so the impact was even greater when he did, usually when he gazed at Sadie. Mm. Frowny Franco is good too, of course. Last comment. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. This is the... This is the pinnacle of internet comments for me, at least for this show. Wow. That last episode made the series worth it in itself. Sadie is a gem. Reply. I think you mean a wonder. (laughs) Oh. Oh. That's it? That's it. Those are the only ones I screen capped. I couldn't do it. Oh, man. 
Well, you know, nothing brings back void, I guess. <laughs> if you send a fart out there in the universe, <laughs> someone's going to smell a rose. All right, so that's it for 11-22-63. Uh, thanks for listening if you did listen to this far. Um, and if we're just being idiots who Haters. don't like the show and wasting our time, trust trust us, we know. We know. It is it is well established. Um, but, but send in a comment anyway. Sure. I'd love to be told <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, with, with that being said, we don't know what we're doing next. We are potentially doing a preacher podcast, but don't know where that's coming out at. Maybe coming out here, maybe coming out somewhere else. You did finish the book for Everything is Interesting, so... Right. We should be recording an episode of Everything is Interesting soon, uh, so you can look for that. But other than that, you can uh, follow the show on Twitter, which we don't really use anymore. Yeah, I'm on there. Yeah, but I'm talking about the show's Twitter account. No, no, no. Yeah, I, yeah, I need to get more. Okay, exactly. I know the password. Yeah, well, it's not hard to forget. <laughs> um, we are at EI Podcasts on Twitter. I am at Blizzard with nine Zs. I'm at Things Come Right. You can find more information, more shows at our website, eipodcast.com. And... Uh, I think that does it. I don't have anything else to say about this stupid, terrible show. Terrible. So we'll try and pick a better one. See you on the subreddit. (laughs) 